Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With us on the uh, on the guest line is Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated. And Albert, thank you for making time on the holiday uh, weekend for us. Um, we uh, we were talking before about your report that that Trey Lance was a little annoyed in the <laughs> aftermath of uh, the Garoppolo restructure. What can you tell us? Yeah. So uh, I mean, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. I, I uh, these things tend to get picked up and you know start arguments on social media. So. Um, thank you. I, I, I think it's, I think it's important to make sure like people know, you know, what I, what I meant when I wrote that, um, you know, I, I really like, I think from what I understand Trey Lance's, you know, reaction, um, you know, I, I think it was pretty natural. I think it's complicated news for him to take. Um, and you know, one of the reasons I use the word immediate aftermath is because I think in the in the immediate aftermath, you're probably processing a lot of things. Um, when the idea that comes up, I think what was most important about it, and this is just, this is my feeling on it, what was most important about it was that the Niners were upfront with their guys about it, right? Like, and so, um, you know, after discussing it with Jimmy, the idea of it, the concept of it with Jimmy, and making it clear to Jimmy, if we do this, Trey is going to be our starter, and then discussing it with Trey, and then going to the leadership council and informing them of what they're going to do. Um, you know, I think they felt comfortable moving forward with it. So, you know, I, I know like, you know, everybody's looking for, you know, some level of drama to, you know, tear this situation apart and turn it into something that's not right now. Um, but you know, I, I do think the Niners, um, you know, their ability to communicate clearly with their players on this sort of thing, I think is what's going to carry them through. So do I think it was easy news for Trey Lance to take? No, I don't think it was easy news for Trey Lance to take. I, I, I think it's, you know, something you, you, if you're him, you ask a lot of questions about, you know? Um, but, you know, I think in the end, because the Niners did get in front of it and were pretty clear in communicating um, to all the guys um, what the plan was here, I, I think they'll wind up being fine in the long run. Albert, tell me, take me back just a little bit further. How did we get there? How did the Niners get there with Jimmy G? Now, what was the market like? Because as he yeah. had to agree upon this contract. What, how did this happen? What made him agree? Did he not want to be released? So evidently he didn't want to be released. So explain that. Take us yeah. to that process. I mean, I mean, hey, look, like, you know, like if he wanted to be released, all he had to do was sit and wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because if he sits and waits, um, that – you know, until, uh, until I think it would have been this coming Saturday. Right. Um, then that, that, that $24.2 million base locks in is fully guaranteed. And, um, you know, they, the, the, the Niners have to make a decision before that point, whether or not they want to pay him that. And obviously they, they, they weren't wanting to pay him that number or else they wouldn't have renegotiated the thing. So, 
Um, he certainly could have forced their hand. I, I think above all else, um, when they went through this whole thing, it was it's sort of a position nobody wanted to be in, you know, and it, and it was making the best of a bad situation. The Niners went into this offseason wanting to trade Jimmy. They wanted to get value back for him. Um, they thought, you know, before he had the surgery that he potentially could bring, bring back two second-round picks, which is the price they got for Alex Smith all those years ago. Um, and Jimmy wanted to go start somewhere else. And because of the shoulder surgery, the timing of it and everything else, um, you know, he gets that done in March. Now, you know, he's not going to be fully healthy until halfway through training camp. And, um, you know, another team is going to look at that and say, can we commit to the guy as our starting quarterback if we don't know what this is going to look like until at least the middle of the summer? He's going to miss all of our spring camps and probably miss a good chunk of training camp, too. There wasn't a team willing to do that, especially when you consider that there's only one year left on Jimmy's contract. You know, and so, you know, I, you know, that's, that's why they got to the start of training camp and they were where they were. I think the Niners genuinely believed someone else's quarterback situation was going to change in a material way um, over the first three or four weeks of training camp. That didn't happen. And so, you know, I think about three weeks ago, they're sitting there with a quarterback and, and no landing spot for him. The guy does want to start somewhere, but there's no starting job out there for him. And, um, you know, they've got, uh, you know, an asset that, uh, they're not sure quite what to do with. And so, Are you surprised? You know, this solution is actually in part done to extend the window to trade them. You know, you have another two months for something to change somewhere else. So maybe there's an injury somewhere else or something. And, you know, in end of September, beginning of October, end of October, someone is in a desperate spot and they're trading for him. Um, you know, but at the very least, you're getting him back at a rate less than what he was going to make. Um, the, 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 the contracts that he was going to make in 2022 and, you know, and, and, and he gets money locked in for this year. And if there's an injury or something else in San Francisco, well, he's going to have a chance to showcase himself with a really good team um, to set himself up for 2023. So as you guys can tell, there's just so many moving parts here, but I think it all starts with um, where you were back in March, what the surgery did to this situation um, and the fact that logistically everybody was in a difficult spot about two or three weeks ago. And the voice you're hearing is Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated. Craig and uh, and Chris were were uh, on it and tr- tracked him down on this holiday, and he's with us as we've talked a little bit about Trey Lance and the story that Albert has is that Trey was a little annoyed in the immediate aftermath of Garoppolo signing a restructured deal, which to me is not any surprise, and or is it a negative reflection on Trey? To me, that's par for the course. But let me ask you this, Albert. Is it naive for us to argue because I've been arguing this this week that the Jimmy Garoppolo restructure you know there are those in this market that are arguing it's a clear hedge against Trey Lance and his in his ability this year or his uh, readiness this year I think there's other factors here one you're ta- you're you're taking a va- an asset that had no value and now you've got a valuable asset going into you know the season and now you have an insurance policy against Trey but you also have a asset at a price tag that now makes him totally more tradable and i also i've seen so many nfl teams go to such great lengths to protect intel and uh, nobody knows your intel better than the quarterback could this be about is the restructure partly in your mind about making sure that that intel that the niners have uh, doesn't wind up in seattle's room or the rams room 
uh, because of, you know, if they had cut Jimmy loose, maybe he winds up in one of those two spots. What do you think? I, I don't think it was a driving factor, to be honest with you. I mean, I do think that there was a perception out there that Seattle could be interested. Um, but, you know, I, I think in the end, this was the Niners trying to think outside the box. And, you know, if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo as an asset, like what's the best way to maximize the asset, right? And if you don't have a trade partner, then Jimmy can sit there again and wait until this coming Saturday, and the Niners in all likelihood are cutting him Friday or Saturday, right? So now Jimmy's walking out the door. You're not getting anything back from him, for him, and he can sign wherever he wants. If you negotiate this deal with him and you get this deal done with him, um, you like, like I said, A, you have the ability to trade him if somebody else's quarterback situation changes in a material way. B, if you have an injury, um, you believe you got a Super Bowl roster. And so if somebody needs to come, if, if, if Trey's hurt, you know, and misses three, four games, you have a guy who you know can steer the ship without question. And then C, if there isn't a trade partner over the next two months, and he's just on your roster as a depth piece, and then he leaves in March as a free agent, you're getting a draft pick back anyway in the compensatory formula. So, mm. like, I, I look at all of those, like, I look at all of that, and it's like, if you just look at, like, the asset and what the asset was, what, what Jimmy Garoppolo was as an asset three or four weeks ago, is like, yeah, unless they can find a trade partner, they're probably going to have to cut him. Nothing's coming back. And they're getting zero value, you know, from having had Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster the last five months. I think what this does is it creates value in, 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 in having Jimmy around, and it creates value in that asset. And so I know it's e- the easy thing to do is say it's a hedge. And I, I think to some degree if Trey for some reason, and I don't think they believe Trey's going to fall on his face either, but if that were to happen for some reason, it, you know, obviously there's an insurance policy there. And obviously it is a benefit that, you know, he's not going to be giving the Seahawks information for week two. Um, but I don't think either of those things were, you know, driving forces in this whole thing. I think as much as anything else, it was about where Jimmy Garoppolo was as an asset and how, um, you know, the, the, the surgery really changed that and, and forced them to think creative and, and, and outside the box. How, how good can this 49er team be? And how much is dependent on Trey? I think a lot of it's dependent on Trey. Um, you know, I, I think they believe they've got one of the best rosters in the league. Um, I think if you got them in a in honest moment, I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan might tell you this is the best defense they've had. Um, and, you know, the running game is, I mean, you lose Mike McDaniel, and I don't, you know, think that that's a small loss. But, you know, I think getting Chris Furster and, and Anthony Lynn uh to work in that area of the game, I think was big, you know? And so I think they feel like they've got a lot of things working and including the weapons around Trey, you know, in the passing game and having Brandon Ayuk, who they, and I'm sure you guys know this, think is going to develop into a, a very real, like top receiver this year, you know, obviously Debo there. And then George Kittle, maybe the best, t- t- best tight end of the game. Um, and I think a lot of this is going to ride on Trey and how they play Trey. Um, I think it's you know, and I and I think it's gonna be really really interesting seeing how Kyle Shanahan deploys Trey because I don't know that he's ready to run the Shanahan offense the way say Kirk Cousins ran it or even the way Jimmy ran it the last couple of years. 
So I think they're going to do some things to get Trey going and make him comfortable. And, um, you know, I, so I think it's going to look a little bit different than, 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 than what you guys have gotten used to over the last five years. You know, but I also have faith in, in Kyle's ability to draw it up and, and make it so it does hide some of the, trefici- the deficiencies in Trey's game, where those exist right now, and highlights what he's really good at. And I think if you want an example of how good Kyle is at that, you know, look at Robert Griffin's, Griffin, his first year in the NFL. Nobody was ready for what Washington did, did that year in 2012. And so I think there are going to be some elements of that in the way that, that Kyle deploys his offense this year. Couple more minutes with Albert Breer. We're lucky enough to get him here on this Labor Day. Um, who's coming calling for Jimmy G? Which team is most likely to come calling for Jimmy G in October? Outside of the the team that loses a quarterback, is there yeah. somebody that you see right now that you know could be angling for Jimmy in October? I mean, I was going to say, I hope you're not asking me to predict injuries. <laughs> no, <laughs> bad karma. That's bad karma. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do not want anyone to get hurt. So, like, I'll, I'll just say that up front. But, I mean, obviously there's obvi- always a possibility in football that somebody could, could wind up getting hurt. And so um, that's out there and possible. Um, you know, I, I, I think Cleveland's one that's sort of, you know, if Jacoby Brissett doesn't look a certain way, could they look at it and say, uh, you know, even for, you know, eight or nine games, it's worth it. To bring to bring Jimmy Garoppolo in, a guy who at least knows the bones of Kyle Shanahan's offense, kept what seven Kevin Stefanski runs there in Cleveland um, is similar to, uh, or is, well, he, he he learned it from Gary Kubiak. So that'd be one. And I'm just like looking at the teams now, guys, and like you look at like Houston, like I it makes sense because Nick Casario's there and he was part of drafting Jimmy in New England, but I think they really want to give it a run with Davis Mills and see what they have. Like Seattle, you obviously everybody's talked about Seattle, but you know if Geno and 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 maybe Drew Locke at some point aren't very good, are they at the are they do they get to the point where it's like, is it worth going and trading a, a draft pick to go get Jimmy now, or do we just want to you know wait this out and draft one next year? So I, that that's where the issue is. So I, I I don't think there are any obvious suitors out there right now. Um, an injury may drive this thing. Um, you know, but like I, 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 like I, I do think Jimmy's still got some value, you know, as a quarterback. And, you know, I, I, that, that's why I think it's important to emphasize what, that the shoulder injury really was what drove all this. And it's the reason why they weren't able to get any value back from, I don't know if they would have hit their price, what the, you know, the price of two second round picks, if um, Jimmy didn't have the shoulder surgery, if he didn't need the shoulder surgery, but, um, you know, but 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 I do think that they would have been able to get something good back for him if he hadn't been hurt. Albert, last last question. If I were to put you on the spot and tell me right now today, who's your three best teams in the NFC? Who, who would be your order if you had, if you had to had to? Uh, I mean, I, I think the layup would be you know Packers, Rams, Niners. I think I picked the Packers to win the conference. I, I had the Niners in the NFC title game actually losing to the Packers, so. Um, I, I, I think those three teams, I think it's much clearer in the NFC. Um, if you ask me right now, um, I think those three teams are probably the top tier with Tampa right there, like knocking on the door. And the only reason I don't have Tampa higher is I just, I worry about their offensive line. Like I just, I see the number of injuries they've had up front. Um, you know, losing Ryan Jensen, I think was a really big deal. 
capital left in free agency. Ali Marpet retired. So you're completely new, which the Niners are too, by the way, um, guard center guard, right? And so, like, I'm a little bit worried about that. I also look at the age of their team, and you just, I don't know. I mean, you played in the league a long time, right? Like, you wonder if there's, uh, like, a a possibility that a lot of teams get old or a lot of guys get old at once. So, you know, I think it's the the three I mentioned – I'd say the Eagles, the, 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 the Bucks are right there knocking on the door. And the Eagles, if Jalen Hurts could take another step, would be the fifth team that I would look at coming into that group. So you asked for, five, for three, and I gave you five. <laughs> there you go. You're, you know, you're, you really deliver. Hey, last one I have for you, and we really did appreciate you uh, jumping on the line with us here on Labor Day. Um, this is, in my opinion, the most compelling story in the NFL this year. I mean, yeah. Garoppolo, Lance, Shanahan, the Niners inside their Super Bowl window. They've gotten close. What is the second most compelling NFL story? And give me a surprise team. You've been around. I saw you in Niner camp a few weeks back. I know you've been visiting camps all around the NFL. Give me yeah. the surprise NFL team that you're looking for this year as well. As far as compelling storylines go, I got the like I'm looking at the list of teams. I just think like the overall, you know, quarterback situation in the AFC and, and to me like Baltimore like you look at all of them, right? Like so we've spent a lot of time over the last six months talking about Mahomes and Herbert, Allen and Burrow and how great all the young talent is the NFC in the uh in the AFC at, at that position and how it's gonna look that way for the next ten years or so. I'm really interested to see what happens with Lamar, you know, in Baltimore. Cause yeah. you know, all those guys I mentioned, I mean, Mahomes is the only other one that has an MVP, right? So Lamar's got an MVP. He's in a contract year. Does he do a contract in the next week or so? I'm not sure. You know, I think they're gonna make a real effort to get something done, but there's a possibility he doesn't. And, you know, I, I, I he plays a different way and he had an injury last year for the first time that really took him off the field for an extended period. So, you know, I think, you know, in real time, we're going to get to see, like, is this sustainable? Do the Ravens believe it's sustainable by giving him the contract that proves that they that they believe that? Like, I just think that Baltimore's quarterback situation, not that Lamar wouldn't be the starter for any reason, but I just think, like, where they are with their quarterback right now and where their quarterback is when you talk about perception of what he was a couple of years ago versus – how many people see him now, and it's almost like he's the forgotten man behind the other guys who are his age. I just think all of that's really interesting. And as for a surprise team, um, the Vikings would be the one that I'm sort of looking at in that, like, you know, I think it's sort of like the Raiders. And I've given some people the Raiders in the, in the AFC. I, I think both those teams, you have, like, a new coach, new GM coming in, and those teams came in and were, like, the, the tendency might be, all right, we're going to tear this thing down and, like, just build really slowly, build it back up really slowly. Those two groups, the the groups that went into Vegas and the groups that went into Minnesota, like, wait a minute, there's some really good players here. Maybe we don't need to tear this down. Maybe we can win right away. And so, you know, I think I I pick both of those teams to make the playoffs, the Raiders and the Vikings, um, because I, I, I think that the guys that are coming in are pretty good, you know, and, you know, I think that you, you, you look at where they are, and, I mean, the, the Raiders were in the playoffs last year, and they add a franchise-level player on each side of the ball, and Adams on offense, Jones on defense. And then, you know, I think the Vikings, like, 
they've got like a really good veteran core. Plus they've got guys like Justin Jefferson who are already really good young and should continue to get better. And so I think both of those teams might be a little bit better than people think. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.